Good evening. This is Victoria with Hope Service Dogs, and that is the ding telling me that I am live. Um, this is Victoria with Hope Service Dogs. I want you guys to go on Facebook, go to Hope Service Dogs Inc., and like that page. Uh, don't just like it. Love it. Love that page, guys. It's actually just Hope Service Dogs. If you go to facebook.com backslash, it's hope.service.dogs.inc. I-N-C. And it's got the best logo in the world. It's a circle with a person in a wheelchair and a dog looking up, and it says HSD on it. That is for Hope Service Dogs. And you know who designed that logo? Autumn. Autumn did it. Um, she's the one you'll see in some of the videos and some of the pictures and stuff with the dogs. Um, that is her. So as we get more people over on Hopes, I'm going to take this over there, but that is not going to happen until we get more people over there. So guys, like that page, please. Um, Hope Service Dogs. Um, apparently there is another Hope Service Dogs up in Wisconsin, up in Wausau, Wisconsin. I know because I used to live up in Wisconsin and I can pronounce things like Oconomowoc. And um, that's just one of my special skills. Uh, but that is not us. Um, they have not been active. We have our 501c3. They are not. So welcome tonight. Uh, fill you in on what's been going on this week. Maddie's here. Good. Um, well, Cheryl, you've got, okay, you've got Tucker and then Maddie's at Beacon. That's awesome. I need to reach out to Beacon uh, because we want to reach out and partner with some of the different schools uh, for whenever we do fundraisers so we can get the support from the students and from the school, especially whenever we do the restaurant fundraisers. Um, we do have a couple new fundraisers. Well, we have one new fundraiser that we're doing for Hope. I'm going to pull up Hope's website so I can tell you what that is. Uh, if you go, so we have been working on uh, updating the website. So every time you look at it, it could be different. Uh, which is pretty awesome. And the Dream Dog site as well, because of what we did with the Hope site, I got inspired. So I've been working on the Dream Dog site. But if you get on hopeservicedogs.org and you go to blog or news, you're going to see we actually started up a blog so we can talk about what's going on. Um, and it's all right there in one nice place. Uh, we talk about the breeding program. I'm getting the dogs in next month. Uh, about the Giving Tuesday that we had done because that was our first fundraiser because guys, we're a new nonprofit, you know? I mean, everyone has to start somewhere. And this is where Dream, or <laughs> where Hope is starting is, uh, is, is here. And we know it's gonna be a grassroots to start with, it needs to be. And we want it to grow that way as well. But here's the new fundraiser that we're doing, guys. You can get a custom painting done of your dog. How cool is that? Um, and once you get the one done of use, you can get one done of for your friends and for your family because don't tell my family, but guess what everybody's getting for Christmas this year? Everyone's getting custom paintings done of their dog. So starting yesterday, um, it is $75 and you email it to Cassie, C-A-S-I dot painting for a purpose at gmail.com. And you send her that money through PayPal. And then you email her at that same email address, the photo that you want painted along with any special notes such as background color or anything you want to see included in the photo or in the painting. Um, the painting is going to be 16 by 20. It's a big size painting. And it should arrive in about two weeks. So if you do it quickly, you can get it done in time for Valentine's Day. Uh, and 
you know, you can get them for everybody. So there are some examples. If you look at the blog or at the news on um, the Hope Service Dogs website, uh, you can see what some of them look like uh, to give you an idea of what it is. Okay. So that's our fundraiser is um, with, with her and she is generously donating a portion of the proceeds to us. We have another fundraiser. So guys, we're doing fundraisers up the wazoo. Nah, seriously. Um, and this new one that we're doing, let me see if I can find it here. Um, it goes live tomorrow. We're going to be doing an auction. Uh, one of our awesome clients, here we go. I found it. Um, does crochet. And so she hand crocheted this gorgeous shawl. Kind of makes me wish I lived up north where it was colder so I can actually get it and use it. This gorgeous shawl. And uh, she has it blocked out right now so it can dry. And then uh, she's going to get some more pictures tomorrow before we go live at 11 a.m. Central Time, which is, I think, noon. Eastern time. Um, the auction goes live. And what we're doing for that auction is you get in there and you bid that way. Rebecca Christensen, she's the one on right now. Uh, so, you, But you can pull it up. You can see what it looks like. I will be sharing it up on Hope's page right now. It is on my page because I didn't have a lot of time before I went live tonight. Knitting. Yeah, knitting, not crochet. I'm sorry, guys. Knitting. <laughs> this is my, my brain is mush from working all day. But you know what? For the second day, I'm feeling really good. I'm thinking these new meds might be helping out tremendously. Um, and the fact that we really didn't do too much yesterday and today, which was kind of nice having uh, some lazy time. Uh, we went to uh, Walmart yesterday and we brought Hades, the, um, I think he's around five months old now, standard poodle puppy. Uh, we brought him in with us. Uh, you know, we've got work to do, but I think he's going to be an amazing service dog whenever he gets his training in. So that was it yesterday. This morning we woke up because Rich was telling me, Luke was telling me, you know, you look really good today. And I'm like, oh, do I not look good normally? Thanks. Um, and this was yesterday. So uh, so this morning we woke up and I said, oh, gosh, I hope I feel better today. And I have been. I've been checking my pulse has been um, better. I'm not going to say it's great, but it's better. Uh, let me see what I've been reading today. Um, Heart rate today has been between 52 and 109, which is super low for me. Um, so yay for meds. Yesterday it was 54 to 127, 64 to 136, 60 to 180. And let me go back to before I saw the doctor. When did I see the doctor and get started on the pills? Oh, no data right there. So here, this is typical 67 to 135. 67 to 145, 63 to 126, 41 to 147. So that's the range. Whenever I told him, he kind of was like, we need to work on that. Um, so we we started, I, well, I started, we didn't start. He gave me a couple new meds, uh, prescriptions to try. And then I had talked about it last week, trying to get everything sorted out was very overwhelming because I have... Um, one I have to take four times a day, one time a day, one time a day, one time a day. Um, I'm supposed to up my salt. So one of them is a salt tab. Um, we have one that I'm supposed to have twice a day on an empty stomach, which means two hours before or after with no food. And twice I'm supposed to have with a full stomach. So I'm trying to get all these things figured out. When I can eat, I'm supposed to take these um, capsules of things. Uh, they have to be diluted in water and I'm supposed to take those. A half hour before I eat. So trying to figure it out. Ooh, 
Um, so what we did, one of the reasons we went to Walmart yesterday was to pick up, I'm officially old now, I guess, one of those Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday things. Um, but instead of just one or two, which I already have, it is a four pack. So it is morning, afternoon, evening, bedtime. <laughs> and, and I have it sorted out. So, so far, hopefully that has something to do with the fact that I'm feeling good because I've been sitting here at the desk all day. I have not had to go over to the bed and put my feet up. So for me, that is huge. Uh, I had a friend, Elaine, Elena from um, New Jersey, and I know her from uh, Nipopo Silver and Gold. She was in the class with me. Uh, she flew down on Thursday and flew out on Sunday. Uh, so she came down to spend some time with us. We went to Disney. Uh, we, we did quite a few things with the dogs and, and training wise. Now, when we were at um, Nipopo Gold, you bring a dog. And she didn't bring a dog. So she used one of Jackie, who's the host. She's one of Jackie's dogs. And she had to come up with something to train this dog that she had never met before. And what she decided to train the dog was to pick up one of those rings from the baby things where it's the stacking rings, pick up one of the rings and put it on and do all of them. And, and you know what? I think she got, I don't know if she got all, all of them in five days, but you know, he had very clear on what it was. It was just, you had to put out the, I think the right one, but I could not have done that in five days. I was so impressed that she even thought of that um, because it wouldn't have ever been something that even dawned on me to do. Um, so I thought that was pretty awesome. Okay. Now, uh, so uh, Elena came down. We are still on baby goat and cow watch. Um, we have not had baby goats born or cows born lately. We had two born, I think like last week, which means while I'm talking, they'll all be born today. No, I'm kidding. Or am I? Uh, now, what else do we have to talk about? Oh, how about what the topic for tonight is? You have a disability, now what? What do you do? Um, you have a few of those med trays, Michelle says. Oh my gosh, that's my dad sent me something and it was a uh, one that like dispensed it. You know, I guess it dinged and it dispensed it, you know, during the day. Um, so what I do is I get up and I take them because that's my two hours before and then I know I can't eat for two hours. And then I do lunch and I take them with the metformin for having to eat on a full stomach. I do dinner and I eat that on a full stomach. I take them and then I have at least two hours before bed um, or I get up in the middle of the night and do it. Um, so like last night, we didn't eat until I think around eight o'clock at night because that's the thing is I, you know, don't eat a ton. Hey, Larissa's on. Good, too. Awesome. And Nicole. Uh, so you have a disability. Now what? And I've been getting quite a few of these phone calls. So I figured this would be a great time to address it on what do you do when you get that diagnosis and you start thinking maybe a service dog, but I'm not sure. Um, here's what you have to know is one, service dogs are a lot of work. You know, it's a lot of amazing awesomeness as well, but it's a lot of work. It's not just, you know, so cool and it'll help me and I don't have to do anything. You have to put the dog first, which is hard because you have a disability and you're supposed to be put first. Um, for example, if it's hot outside, I have to remember to bring my dog's booties. I have to remember to bring the water bowl no matter what. I have to remember to water my dog. I have to remember to potty my dog. Um, even if I'm not feeling great and I'm just trying to get from point A to point B, my dog's needs have to come first. Okay. For people who have um, psychiatric uh, or PTSD or anxiety, 
you will have a lot more attention walking around with a service dog or a dog than you will not walking around with a dog or a service dog. Uh, it will take you at least twice as long to do everything, not just because of the disability, but because you're gonna get stopped by everybody in the world asking about your dog. It's cool that you have a dog. I wish I could bring my dog everywhere with me. Yeah, you know what? I wish you had a disability and I didn't have one. That'd be super awesome. Uh, you know, I'd like to have times when I don't pass out and I don't feel wonky and I don't hear ringing in my ears and I don't get tunnel vision and my heart rate doesn't go crazy. That'd be really great. Uh, you know, Rich has been telling me, because uh, we're talking about exercise, Larissa, you're going to love this one. And he's like, well, just just go and get your heart rate up. Just just get it up while, and do exercises while, and, and get it up. And I said, Richard, you do realize that just sitting here talking to me, my heart rate can go up to like 130 is pretty easy and I'm not doing anything, nor am I getting the benefits of having a high heart rate for that, um, you know, increased heart rate for so long to make it healthy and have exercise make sense. So yay, um, you know, I can sit here and do nothing and I, I get my heart rate up just as much as you do. Uh, it's, I guess, one of my superpowers. It's not a superpower I want, you know, like. There's other ones that would be much better. Yeah, and everyone wants to know why you need a service dog because you can't see a psychiatric or an invisible disability. You know, I found that's a lot easier whenever I have my wheelchair or the cane out than it is if I'm able-bodied walking around. And usually what people assume if I am able-bodied walking around is I'm training the dog for somebody, even if they don't know that I'm a professional dog trainer. Where Larissa just said, get your heart rate up so you can fall down. POTS is so much fun, right? So, you know, there's things that you have to keep in mind with that. And I can't do, um, uh, you know, you can't do everything. You have to put yourself first with that, but you have to put your dog above you. So that means if you're in a hurry to go and you leave your dog at home, you know that's whenever you're going to need them the most. You know it. It's going to happen. Oh, wow, my heart rate's down to 66. Ah, I am usually not that low. Uh, Michelle says, I tell people to add at least an hour to every trip you do because of all the questions and possible access issues. Melissa says, yeah, everyone says, oh, it's so great that you're training him for someone else. And they're taken aback when I say, no, he's for me. So that's one of the things that you're going to have to put up with and you're going to have to deal with. And maybe as a fundraiser, Hope can do up some shirts saying, no, <laughs> he's mine, and a whole bunch of fun ones. Um, Teespring, I think, does ones, but maybe we can come up with some, because that'd be a really cute fundraiser, is, you know, all the snarky things that you wish you said, but you didn't, on your shirt from Hope. <laughs> maybe not too snarky. Um, so, so we do have, I'm writing that down, T-shirt for Hope. Um, so you, you do have that. Um, what's next? Well, like I said, I just, I talked to somebody yesterday who, um, who isn't ready yet to get a dog looking for a while. I talked to somebody else who has no idea where to get started. And as I was talking to both of them yesterday, I thought, you know, this is really something that we should address on the podcast here because we get it so often is you have a disability. Now what? Uh, first you need to get yourself sorted. So we usually try not to um, get you getting a service dog until you've lived with a disability for at least a year. Okay. Um, 
why? Why is because sometimes you're not going to have your dog. What if your dog hurts himself? What if your dog unexpectedly dies like Arrow did last year? You know, you, you go without a dog, but you have to know how to do your own on your own before you add that dog support in. Okay. So for diabetics, especially, we want them after they're diagnosed, we want them to go at least a year before they get a service dog so they can learn how to live with the disability. Okay. Um, so that, so you want to be able to live with it before you do it. Uh, during that time, I mean, you can research and see what a service dog can do. I highly recommend if you know somebody or if you can get to us, you know, hang out and just see what it's like to have a service dog. Because like I said, it's not all rainbows and sunshine, guys. You know, I was just reading uh, one handler was flying and her dog got diarrhea while they were in flight. It was not super fun. Um, but you need to understand things like that happen. And I'm sure people on the flight were like, that's a fake service dog. That's not a fake service dog. They get sick just like we get sick. It happens. It's not the greatest when it happens. It's super gross and not fun at all, but it still happens. Uh, one needs coping skills to help alongside the dog. Yeah, exactly, Michelle. Uh, you know, and, and you need that. You need to understand what to do so you're not fully reliant on the dog. So you're relying on yourself, but the dog is a support and the help for you. Um, so you have that. You have to decide what, if you want a service dog, first of all, and I'm assuming if you're listening to this, you're thinking about it or you've decided yes. Uh, next is going to be to decide what breed you want to go with. And this is the Remember the $100,000 pyramid game? It's like $10,000 pyramid. It was something. It wasn't the dollar pyramid. I know that. But this is the big question, right? Um, what breed do you want to go with? And people always have these idealistic breeds in mind. I want a wolf hybrid husky dog who's also part German shepherd and part child because I like the color of purple and I want a purple tongue. And I want him to have piercing blue eyes and to be snow white and you know, what, uh, 150 pounds and come up to my hip because that would just be gorgeous. He'd look just like a dire wolf except the piercing blue eyes. Okay, that's me being sarcastic. You have to go with a dog that's going to help you out. Okay, so if I'm looking for a dog for diabetic alert, I am not going to choose a pug, right? Pugs have their place and, you know, maybe a pug for PTSD, um, or something like that, but not a pug for diabetic alert where you're dependent on that sniffer and the sniffer on the pug is a little smushy. Um, here, Karen says, I know it happens. Holston got sick while at Disney. It's why I carry a first aid kit uh, with her in case something ever happens. Um, and that first aid kit keeps on growing, right? Um, and that's why I love going places with Karen is she always is prepared. If you're not, if you're at Disney, for example, and it's not, um, Talk to cast members. Don't try to handle things on your own. Talk to cast members. Go to first aid. See if they can help you out. Um, see if they have a vet on staff or a vet tech on staff. Because if they have animals there, chances are very high they have a vet or a tech on staff. Um, they can help you hopefully with where the closest emergency room is. Uh, call up. Don't just go to the closest dog emergency room or dog vet. Call up first and make sure that they are open and available and they haven't moved and just not updated their listing. Uh... Here, Larissa says a pug's place is snoring on your lap. Yep. Michelle says, I'm also without a service dog because my disabilities got worse and Oliver was too much and he needed to be rehomed. I'm sorry to hear that, Michelle. 
Um, Blake says losing Mika uh, unexpectedly was one of the hardest things she ever had to go through. Yeah, yeah, that's how it was with Arrow. You know, because I'm like, he was a part of me for how many years? Like, that was really difficult. Melissa says she always has diapers in her service dog go bag. Um, even after my stop needing them because they're so fantastic emergencies, pee accidents, diarrhea, bleeding, etc. Uh, Jackie says a restaurant manager complimented her service dog today. That's Augie's owner. And Rebecca says pugs snort too much. I've heard some places uh, have kicked pugs out for being disrupted because of the sinus issues that pugs have. Um, but that being said, she does love pugs because they're super cute and cuddly. And Jackie says for Augie, he says, told me people try to bring in their pets and people need to realize that service dogs are a commitment for a life of training. Jackie, that is the nail on the head right there. They're, they're a lifetime of training. How long does it take? Does it take two years to fully train up? No, it'll take a lifetime to fully train up. And not just fully train up, but not to lose those behaviors because you don't want to lose those behaviors. You can't lose them. Um, Bracket here, Karen, our, our scent expert here says, exactly, brachycephalic dogs are not ideal for scents. Uh, so if you have your heart set on a pug and you're diabetic, you know, get a pug as a pet because a pug as a service dog just isn't going to happen. Now you could say, well, wait a minute, I can train my pug up. Let me show you. I mean, yeah, you can. Do you really want to put your life in a pug's hands whenever it's a hundred degrees outside and your pug can't go outside without overheating? No, you don't. At least I don't. I'm not going to do that to you. Uh, what if you need whatever? Some breeds, some groups are better than others. And the best one is working out of that um, that sporting group that has the golden retrievers, the Labrador retrievers, and what should have the standard poodles in it if they're not in the weird group because, you know, they're poodles and people think that they're circus dogs. And they can be, but they're not always. But guys, it always comes back to Goldens, Labs, and Poodles. People think that, you know, well, no, but I need this, but I want this. No, stop it. Just stop it. Go with a Golden or a Lab or a Poodle. It is just so much easier. It will cut your headaches in a half. And I know some of you don't have those. You know, I know uh, Rebecca, for example, has a German Shepherd. It's fine. Blake has a German Shepherd, too. You know, like... <sighs> You, you're going to go with what you went with too. But if you're thinking about it, you know, what, what should I get for my first dog ever for my first service dog ever? I highly recommend going with a golden, a Labrador retriever. That's a yellow or a black lab, not a silver lab, not a phantom colored lab, not a weird type of lab, not a chocolate lab, go with a yellow or a black lab or go with a standard poodle. Cause you need to know that the dog that you're getting into train is an easier dog to train, not a harder dog to train. Okay. Um, make it easier on yourself. You have a disability. That's why you're looking for a service dog in the first place. Go easy on yourself. One thing Larissa mentions to me often is, you know, as many times as you tell people to go with a golden or a lab or a poodle, I am so surprised there are not more goldens in class. And there's not, we have a bunch of different breeds in class and you know, might be part of it is that the Goldens train up so easy and they, they go on and do their own things. But, uh, you know, and I don't ever have a problem with, with uh, you know, our service dogs coming to the group classes. I love it. But we want to make sure that everything works well for you and what you need. And most of the time you need a retrieve. You need the dog to not get stepped on out in public. Um, you need the dog to be able to do his job without tiring because he has little short stubby legs. 
Uh, and like I said, it's usually golden lab or poodle or mixes of those, you know? Um, Larissa says, I have three pugs. I used to volunteer for a pug rescue. They aren't bringing, uh, for bringing out places. They sneeze a lot, which can be disruptive with their snoring. Yeah. And Michelle says, I'm going for a small standard poodle this time around. I find a breeder close to me. Good. And Karen says, and this is so true, guys. We expend so much energy dealing with our disability that you need an easier dog to train who is receptive to training. That is one of the really key things. So as you're deciding, sorry about that. Um, as you're deciding which breed to go with and which breeder to go with, and I've talked about that enough. I'm not going to get into which breeder to go with right now. Um, just make sure that you listen to the podcast on which breeder to go with. Uh, and on that note, I'm going to say that I've been thinking about it and talking with a friend who has three Goldens from two different good AKC breeders around here. And then Gypsy comes from a really good AKC breeder. Um, and out of these four dogs, three of them failed their OFAs for hips. And then the one who passed only is a fair. And then he, I believe, is a carrier for ichthyosis, and he has something with his eyes. He can still breed with those. Um, he Breeder options are still open is what they say. But still, out of the four dogs, not one of them has good or excellent hips. Not, you know, Gypsy, everything else worked out perfect. Everything worked out perfect except for her hips. And with the amount of money that we've spent on these dogs, with the breeders knowing that we were going to, our goal was service dogs and for them and then service dog breeding for in the future, I am so disappointed and so disgusted with it. Um, luckily, we do have uh, Sweetheart Goldens is sending us uh, some dogs for hope to get their breeding program started. So I am so excited for that. And uh, I cannot wait to see how that goes. Because this, you know, people always ask me what breeders to go with. And I have a list of breeders that we've worked with or that I've heard good things about. And my golden retriever breeding list just got cut, gosh, even more than in half, you know, down to about a quarter of what it used to be uh, because, because of everything that's going on. So now I don't know who to trust because I want to tell you something. If I would have spent $15,000 on getting Gypsy's show champion, which is about what I was told that it costs to get your dog a show champion whenever you have a golden retriever because it's a competitive breed and you have to hire a professional handler, is that it runs usually around $15,000. And she passed everything else. And then she passed her hip prelims with fair. And then whenever the final one came, you know, like an unethical person is going to say, no, I've dropped way too much money on this dog because her prelims, she passed. And then six months later, and she went from fair past borderline to mild dysplastic. And the fact that that happened just blows my mind. And I did say on there, yes, you can release the records, even if it's not good. But how many would have said that versus saying, no, I don't want the records released if they're not passing. Uh, because I still want to breed this dog. and I'm going to say it's a fair prelim. Um, do you have to wash Gypsy? That's a great question, Nicole. Um, for breeding, she cannot be bred. Well, we are not breeding her because we're ethical. Uh, for service dog work, she is fine for service dog work. She is fine to do a full day at Disney or Universal. Um, so she can still work. And part of the reason for that is because she's too short to do mobility for me. So her favorites are getting underneath my legs to raise them whenever I'm not feeling good to get that blood back into my corn and to my head and out of my legs where it likes to pull and to pick things up and hand them to me. 
Those are her two favorite tasks to do. You know, she'll do others as well, but those are her favorites. Um, candy is good for mobility. Uh, retrieves, I haven't really done too much with retrieves with candy. Uh, and she's learning some um, DPT. But for counterbalance brace, um, forward momentum pool, candy is queen. And then Django, we will do the mobility stuff as well. Uh, he is just about 11 months old now. So, you know, we still have time before we can really do any weight-bearing mobility on him. Uh, we're working on my, oops, pickup that I love, and retrieves with him. Um, and he is really good at um, DPT, depressure therapy. Um, did the pen hip come back? Yes, it did, Nicole. Um, it came back. So what pen hip is, is it measures how, I believe, measures how well the um, the things fit together, the, the ball and the socket fit together. And for that, that's a more precise measurement, but it's a different measurement than OFA, which isn't how well it fits together, but something else. How much toxicity maybe? I don't know. Um, but they're both, they measure two different things. And I could have them totally wrong. Uh, but what it is, it's against all the Goldens and it's where she falls. So out of all the Goldens, there's the halfway mark. She's on the bad side of the halfway. Not by much, but by enough that if she would have been on the good side, by the same amount, uh, you know, we might have bred her even with her coming back with mild hips. Um, but she is mild with subluxation. And then now a month later, because we redid them, we did them in uh, December and then we redid them in January. And it came back that uh, one side is worse than the other. I'm like, in a month, one side is now worse than the other. Seriously. Like, it's nuts. Um, she's, Nicole says she's going out in March to help pick a service dog puppy for a friend at a new golden breeder. I'll have to let you know. And if you want to PM me um, which breeder it is, I would love to see it. Because like I said, really disgusted in that. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to getting our goldens in so we can breed what we want to breed. And then if basically... If uh, somebody wants to owner train their dog, um, you know, from the get-go, we'll probably place them with a the male so we can keep the female so we can test everybody at four months old and see how they come back so we can breed um, the best to the best and work on getting better hips for our line of Goldens. Thank you, Nicole. Yeah, I'm, I was very, very disappointed because for the last over two years, that's what I've been looking forward to is breeding her and getting little fuzzy butt puppies running around and being able to help people who needed a service dog because breeders don't breed for service dog ability. You know, they breed for whatever else. Um, anyway, so dog, next is going to be tasks. Okay. So what tasks are there that you're going to do? It, it, it depends on what you need. And this is where, you know, because we do the dysautonomia and the pot so much, you know, like I know exactly what you need with dysautonomia, pots, EDS, you know, anything in that category, I can tell you what we do. And you're going to say, oh my God, that would be amazing. I would love that. Because fantastic. That's what we want. I want, totally want that to happen. Um, yeah, yeah, Karen wants to own a train of mail. Um, you know, I totally want that to happen. I want it to be, uh, you know, you to know exactly what it is that that you want your dog to do. Uh, if you want your dog to, uh, gosh, let's see here. Um, 
if you want your dog, it, your Karen, we'll, we'll pick on Karen here. And because I posted about gluten today, do you want your dog to do gluten alert? You know, well, what else do you want? Do you just want the gluten alert or do you need other foods? Do you want gluten and, um, you know, something else like uh, peanuts? I had somebody call up today about peanut allergy, you know, peanut um, alert. Yeah, we can do peanut alert. Um, well, we just did a gluten and a peanut and a dairy. You know, so yeah, you, you can do them. Like, I mean, it's time and you have to know what to do to keep up with it. Um, we do a number for diabetic alert dog. Um, things seem to come in waves on what it is that we do. Uh, and, you know, if you understand how to train a dog, if you came up to me and you said, I want to train a dog for chocolate alert because I can't eat chocolate. You know, like if it can be done, we can do it. Have we ever trained a chocolate alert dog? No, never trained a chocolate alert dog. Can I do it? I mean, yeah, most likely, um, you know, train them on the cocoa and then you do different types of cocoa, like a Hershey barn, Snickers bar and, you know, hot cocoa latex alert. Yeah. That's another one. Like I personally have not done a latex alert, you know, can we do it? Yeah, we can do it. You just, you put that smell in. So it kind of surprises me when people are like, well, have you ever trained a golden doodle who is 65% golden and 45% doodle? to do latex allergen alert on green balloons you know and and it's like <laughs> hold on a minute what like yeah I, I could train a dog to do a scent alert uh-huh migraine alert yeah so we've done some migraine alerts Ooh, um the name i can't pronounce alert fake sugar aspartame i think is how you pronounce it alert so you know any of these you know can i do it I mean, I, I know how to train a, a, a scent alert. So yeah, I, I, I can train it. Um, you know, we've done a couple, you know, for different things. I don't do guide. Um, like I can't see guide. Um, I will do like a momentum pool. I will do a find the exit. And these are things that we work on with the dogs once they, you know, once they get good at what they're doing. Um, you know, find the car. Uh, I know Karen and Holstein are working on that one. Find the car you know, and, and a lot of it's a matter of repetition and then it just clicks on the dog. Uh, for example, here's a fun one. I don't know if I mentioned it last week or not. I don't think we did. Anyway, uh, for especially the, the dysautonomia, whenever you feel wonky, which is my technical term for it, and your dog knows that whenever it's wonky to get into DPT, right? So you're in DPT, uh, because that's what I like whenever it happens, but your heart rate is still up there and elevated and you still feel really bad and your dog is still in DPT. Now you're at a restaurant and you can't have your dog curling up into your lap while you're sitting at a restaurant. What do you do? Uh, so we're teaching a secondary behavior and it could be go get the meds. It could be uh, what we started with candy and Django is lie down and put your head on my foot. Cause usually like I wasn't feeling good the other day and I'm sitting down and there candy comes up to me and I said, no, go away. And I said, actually, wait, don't go away. Lie down and put your head on my foot. And by golly, she did it. Django came in a few minutes later and I told him the same thing and he did it too. You know, I, did I ever teach them put your head on my foot? No, but I asked for it and they did it. Um, so sometimes you have to change things up whenever you see, and, and why did I do that? Because when we were at the restaurant the other week, um, Django alerted and tried to curl into my lap while I'm sitting in a chair in the restaurant. And he is an 80-pound Malin one. That is not going to cut it. 
Nicole says guide work is so much fun. So Nicole, is it like blind, I can't see guide work or is it like guide me to the exit work? Um, and she says she wants to learn scent work that's not diabetic. And heart rate alert. Yeah, that's, yeah, Karen, that's what we'll do is the heart rate alert. Some people call them cardiac. And like right now I'm, I'm checking and my pulse is good, but I am feeling like there's a ringing in my ear, which is why I keep doing this in case it's something. Um, there's a ringing in my ear and like, Everything's spinning. 77 from 71 a minute ago. Fun. Now it's 71 again. See what it comes back as. Uh, she says the chemical change happens as the heart rate goes up. Candy and Jenga pick up on it well and good job shaping the response. Yeah. So, and you have to remember that. So if I'm not feeling great, I don't want to work at that time. I just want to like lie down and cry and do nothing. But I can't, I have to remember, okay, what is it that I need to work on with them? And this is where guys, my index card system comes in handy is say this happens while I'm sitting here. Well, what I could do is put in front of me, train a secondary alert of lay down and head on foot. And I'm not gonna call it all of that. I'm gonna come up with something else. Like, um, I don't even know, let me think. When they do that, thank you now, whatever, call it, you know, Blixy, like it doesn't matter. You can make it up, call it watermelon juice. Like you can call any, like they don't know what that is. Um, grounding, you can call it grounding. Well, I use grounding for something else, but not for my personal dog. So I could use grounding for them. And why is because it gives them something to do. Is lying down, putting their head on my foot gonna help me not to pass out? No, it's not. But it's gonna give them something to do so they're not you know, worrying about me. So they're not, you know, oh my gosh, there's something wrong. And I, I'm trying to do what I want to do. And she tells me I can't go up on her lap. Okay. So right up. Oh my gosh. I go off on tangents all the time. So think of breeds, look at breeders, check out the other podcasts, look at tasks. Um, video or Google is your friend. YouTube is your friend. Write down tasks that would help you everything and anything that you think would help you. You know, yeah, that might work. Yeah, that'd be a good one too. Yeah, that'd be fun. And then put them in order from, oh my God, this would change my life too. You know, I don't really need this, but it'd be wicked cool if my dog did this. You know, Write them all down and then put them in order. Okay, and then what we do is as we look at it, say I needed Django just for mobility. I can't really start training him that. I mean, I can start, I can't do any weight bearing mobility until he his um, growth plates have closed. And that's usually around two, it's anywhere from a year to two. So you, you can do x-rays if you want to, or just wait it out and see, I wait for him to fully develop and mature. So he, he can handle it. His body can handle it. So I can do nothing with him until then, or I can work on other things like my oops pickup, like the medical alerts, like the staying with me during an event. These are all things that I can do. Whereas if you said I need a mobility dog and I said, okay, great. Contact me when he's a year and a half old and we'll get started. No, like we can start doing all these things that can help you out beforehand. Okay. And Nicole says she does guide work for anxiety, but could also be used for sight because when my anxiety is really bad, I shut my eyes and have my dog guide. And I'm not ready to offer for sight yet, but someday we'll. Nicole, let's schedule up a phone call and I will help you with that, um, with the scent stuff if you help me out with the guide dog stuff. Um, or Nicole, if you want to come down here to escape the cold and come down to our cold of. You want to know how cold it is down here in Florida today? High of 52. It is now 46 degrees outside. How fun is that? It's cold. I have a, a sweater on. 
because like it's chilly in here for me. We also don't have the heat on because I kind of like it cool because it's not cool all that often. Um, so shut my eyes. So we went to, Karen, you're gonna love this one. So uh, Elena's here and we met up with Peach and, and her owner, Taplin, and went to, to uh, Hollywood Studios, Disney's Hollywood Studios. We go there and we go on Star Tours. So we go into Star Tours and we created Peach and then I had Candy. And uh, we were gonna do Rider Swap with Candy, Rider Swap with Rich for Candy. Okay, so you go down a tunnel, not a tunnel, you go down a hallway. I'm, I'm starting to not feel good. So it's a little bit weird coming out, sorry guys. You go down a hallway and I have done this, I don't know how many times I have done this for years because we always do Rider Swap. Well, one time we didn't, but we always do Rider Swap with, with Star Tours. And I love doing Star Tours. So we go down the hallway. I rarely have problems with lights and flashing and everything else affecting me. This, holy cow, did it affect me. I had to, Nicole, I had to shut my eyes and I had to, um, you know, hold on to Candy's harness and, you know, and watch the wall because I could not open my eyes because every time I opened my eyes, I got so flipping dizzy. Unreal. So we get to the other side and uh, Rich does the ride and then we're gonna ride our swap. So we riders, no, I did the ride first, sorry. Whatever happened, I had to walk back without her, without that guidance and holy moly, um, you know, like walking like this down the whole path and cracking my eyes open occasionally to make sure nobody was coming. It was so weird. And uh, so, yeah, so we need to work on some of that because I've never had it that bad. You know, sometimes when it's the flashing lights and stuff, I just, I shut my eyes before anything bad happens, uh, kind of anticipating. So this one really affected me. Um, so Cheryl says these dogs want to be busy. They like to work. They really do. And Kim says, if I turn off the heat, we die. <laughs> and uh and Rebecca said her grooming table is arriving. That's awesome. Yeah, we have something. I ordered some, um, it's called Liquid IV. And uh, I don't think it came yet, but like we got a free pouch with it. And I think the free pouch is out there, which is neat. Um, so you write down the tasks that are going to help you. Okay, so the tasks. So you you got an idea on the breed, and it's a golden elaborate poodle. You, you kind of know what tasks. And then what you want to do too is you want to reach out to a trainer. And it could be me. I mean, we work with people from all over, not just people in Florida. Um, it could be a local trainer, you know, like Nicole's up in the Chicago area. Uh, we have a whole bunch of trainers coming to our school the end of February. You know, we have, we have a network. I don't know people everywhere. I just got a call today from um, California. And I asked if they were close to Disneyland and she laughed and she said about five hours. And I said, well, I have a trainer friend who lives by Disneyland who does service dogs. She might know somebody closer for you. And if not, five hours is better than across the country. Um, Nicole says, oh, wait, here, Michelle says, that's what happens to me as well. It's not fun. I get that just watching a leaf fall. Oh, that doesn't sound like fun at all. Nicole says, a few weeks ago, Doc guided me out of Ikea. We were in the final section before the warehouse, and he got me out of the store to the parking lot. Need to figure out how to teach to find the car in the parking lot, thinking of using scent work to teach which car is mine. You could. Um, you want to know the easy way? We'll actually probably do a video on this at some point, is, um, is the repetition, Nicole. So just like you teach, find the exit. 
in a store. So most Walmarts, not all of them, but a lot of Walmarts are laid out the same. So it's easy for the dog. And as they figure it out, they kind of learn what it is that you, to look for and to do is as you're walking towards the exit, you know, you say, you know, get me out or whatever you want to call it, you know, exit and boop, 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 boop. They, um, they walk towards it. Uh, you can be farther back. Where's the exit and walk towards it farther back exit around the corner exit. So like as they're getting it, this doesn't happen in four training sessions. Same thing's true with find the car. So as you're walking towards your car, you can get there, touch the car, you know, here's the car, you know, touch as you're walking, maybe two foot away. Where's the car? Tap, tap. When you get there, clip farther away. Where's the car? Tap, tap. When you get there. Uh, and as the dog's doing good, I would put him in a harness. I would hold him or flat collar. I would hold him back or have somebody hold him back. I walk to the car. Where's the car? Tap, tap. And then let somebody let my dog go and have my dog just fly to me. And my dog's going to be like, I got the car. Um, but you just, you do that. You do it farther and farther away. So you could do scent, Nicole, because it's going to smell like you. But if you teach him what car is, then that's going to be a lot easier because the car probably smells like you. And I mean that in a good way, not in a bad way. Um, but you know, it's going to have, have your scent on it because you've been in it. Um, Cheryl says, I found Victoria first and set up the relationship and then found the dog. And Cheryl, I think that's worked out fantastic so far. Um, and, and that's never a problem. So I have people who find me first and set up, uh, Larissa was another one. Um, you know, we've had a number of them that I'm like, uh, gosh, you know, uh, you know, I talk to them and, and sometimes I'm like, you know, I wonder if I'll hear from them again. And by golly, they, they get back to me. Uh, but yeah, I remember whenever you guys were down here and that we found, uh, we found little guys breeder, Tucker's breeder there. And I can't wait to see him and how big he's gotten. Um, he's super. Uh, Karen says that's what she's do doing is using the scent and she's going to add my way to do it. See, because Karen and I, as much as we talk about things, I don't know how much we've talked about doing it my way. My way is easy. <laughs> I like easy. Um, but you teach him. So what it is, what is that? How do I do it that way with the exit, with the car guys? It's name and explain. I tell him this is what it is. Where is this? So when I'm teaching a dog his head, okay, if you're watching, it's easier for you. Um, here's your head. Okay, and I touch their head. This is your head, you know, head, head, head. And then as I touch it, I tell them, you know, this is your head. Oh my gosh, that made me dizzy. Oh, this isn't fun. Uh, and then I might say, okay, where's your head? Or can you give me your head? And I'm going to push into it. Not, not hard. I'm not going to push the dog away. Then I'm going to only come back halfway. So when the dog wants to go back to normal, he's going to touch it. I'm going to say, good boy. Now, what if he looked the other way? I might move my hand over here and say, yep, that's your head. I set it up for the dog to be successful. Okay. Um, same thing if I'm teaching the dog his left side versus his right side. Here's your or side just in general or shoulder or whatever. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Name, name, name three or four times. Can you give this to me? And if they move at all, I'm going to mark it and reward it because that's what I want. And it sounds like it would take for flipping ever, but guys, it doesn't. It really doesn't. Uh, Maddie says, I need to teach storm, exit, and find the car. Really helpful stuff for anxiety and the other stuff I deal with. Um, so you know what? We will work on that, and then we'll videotape that. I will add it to my list for Wednesday. Video. Um, exit, find, and car, find, 
we will work on that for you guys. I'm not saying it's going to be done tomorrow, but you know, we always need new stuff um, for the online course. And we need it um, because one of the things that we're doing through Hope again is we're going to be putting out videos. And Larissa, oh my gosh, you should see what an amazing job she does on editing these videos. You know what? You could see it if you go to YouTube and you Google search Hope Service Dogs. I think we have one up. I need to reshoot a Kong stuffing one because I'm not naming names, Candy, but some bad dog really wanted a Kong. And so she's jumping up in the video and I don't want to say, hold on, let's get an e-collar on her, put her in crate or put her on a leash. So like she's constantly springing up and we figured like, we'll not put that one up there, you know, cut down on, you know, comments. So um, Candy has to be crated or on a leash before we uh, film how to stuff a Kong video again. Um, but we will. Uh, Larissa says, in my opinion, finding a trainer first is key. When I tried finding the dog first before, you know what? True. Yeah. I was uneducated and unable to find a dog with the right temperament, et cetera. A trainer, a good one knows how to do all of that. Consult the professional before doing anything yourself, save money and hard work. Yeah. Um, and I assume people know what it is they're looking for and you know what they don't. Um, and a lot of trainers don't. So you know what? You guys, finding me first is always going to be your best bet to getting anything done right. <laughs> but I want you to have an idea of dog breed. Have an idea. Don't go out and find the dog. You can look. Don't get your heart set on anything. But you need to have your task list idea too. Um, you know, I am going to hold on that that is important. Now, it's not going to be final task list, but I need to have something. Because I have talked to people. I've talked to all sorts of people. I've, I'm online, honey. You want to come say hi? Oh, okay. Luke, my 18 year old. I, I finally, like, I guess I finally figured it out. And I got a perfect score in the assignment that's been bugging me since yesterday. Good job, Luke. <laughs> He's doing algebra two. It's his last thing to do for school. And it drives him crazy at times. Um, so yeah, you know, whenever I ask people when we're talking about their disability and everything, you know, do you have a, do you currently have a dog? Do you have a dog in mind? Uh, what tasks do you have in mind? Uh, because if you're telling me you want a weenie dog, a mini weenie dog to be your alert dog because they have a good nose, I'm going to say like, uh-uh. Um, don't get the dog until you talk to me. But have something in mind because if you're telling me like, I can't have a dog who sheds, so I want a German shepherd. I'm going to say what? Um, so yeah, have a, have a breed in mind, a golden, a lab, or a poodle, and then have the tasks and the, find the trainer. And make sure that the trainer that you find, guys, has experience. And like I said, I know how to break down tasks very well. If you ask me, name something. You guys are being very active with me today, which I love. So name something. What What is it that you would like to train a dog? Just something, not like, like I want to go find aliens, right? But, but something, and um, because what I like to do too is break it down. You know, I can break down tasks pretty well, even if I haven't trained them that before. Uh, and Karen says, yes, name and explain is something we use a lot, so it will transfer nicely. I'm just like a toddler. We go through the body parts. My husband loves doing this with the dogs. Yeah. Samantha says, hi, I'm definitely late, but you know, puppy service dog in training, so she forgot. <laughs> And Maddie says, thanks. I really appreciate the video. I'm definitely better with the visual learning. Yeah. Um, and Cheryl says, 
Um, Tucker got his CGC with Maddie on Saturday and Maddie started behavior disruption for her handshaking pick. That is awesome. I really love that. Um, the disrupting um, the behavior is one of my favorite things to teach. So that is perfect. And it's something that if you know what it is, you can replicate it so you can continue the training too. Because he's up there with you now, right? Um, so Larissa says, yay, congrats, Luke. I'll tell him. Michelle says, I found the wrong trainer and thought the dog I had at the time would work. Yeah. Nicole says, most dogs that are brought to me for service dog eval, I had to break the news that the dog is not a good candidate. And Samantha says, that's funny. German Shepherd shed all year round. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I talked to somebody today who has a dog who isn't a dog I recommend for service dog work. And it happens quite frequently. Um, you know, so don't get the dog, but look and, and get an idea of breed and size. Um, cause if not, I'm going to tell you to get a golden. <laughs> it's going to happen guys. Get a golden. Um, I like goldens. What do you mean you like them? Didn't you just say that three out of the four of them didn't pass the hips from you and, and your friends? Yeah. And if you want to count Loki in there too, count Loki in there, but they're still, <sighs> They're still the best, guys. Goldens are just the best. I love them. I love my Malinois. I never recommend a Malinois as a service dog because they're nuts. They're not for normal people. They're for weird people. Trust me on this one. Um, Larissa said, I found the wrong dog and the wrong trainer three times before finding Victoria. So you're not alone. Yeah, you know what? And that's, guys, we need to spread the word. And we need to spread it because a lot of people are in this situation. And that's one of the reasons why we did hope is, you know, we have a nonprofit and part of the mission is education. Uh, we want people to understand that first, they're not alone. Um, and second, that, um, you know, things can get better. We can help things to get better, but you can't take your, like Zoe's old and she, she was walking, she fell down and she couldn't get back up. So she just laid down. Like I meant to do that. Like she cannot work as a service dog. She's old. She's hurty. Um, I don't think I called you weird, Nicole. Um, what gear makers do you recommend? Vests. I love patience and love. Um, booties, either roughwear or mutlucks. Uh, roughwear is going through some stuff right now because they have a service dog program. Um, service dog equipment that's only available through a service dog program. And they're very picky. You have to be ADI to do it. I don't know if we could do it through Hope or not because Hope is not ADI. Um, but it's like a vest and uh, an in-training cape and like something for guide dog stuff. So like, I don't even know if I'd want it. Um, <laughs> hey, uh, but the booties, I like Roughwear and Mutluck. If I had my choice, it'd be Roughwear. Um, but Mutluck's good too. And Mutlucks are in purple. <laughs> <laughs> um leashes i like i like a good leather leash or a good biothin leash for our hands free because it's easier to keep clean uh and arabus is owners making them uh for us uh do 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 prong collar has to be harm springer if you're going with a head halter do a slip lead head halter or do a general leader head halter those are my two faves uh, e-collar hands down is, um, the chameleon three from Martin system. Yes, it's expensive. Yes. It's totally worth every penny. And before you say, I would never spend that much. How much did you spend on your phone? It's about a thousand dollars, right? And you get a new one every year, right? 
slash? No, it's something on there. Okay. Um, your talus is trinkets because of self-promotion. Yep. So that's Rebecca's impatience and love are great. And Victoria loves them. Oh, Nicole says I have a mal service dog, right? No, like we are, we've got to be insane, Nicole. Um, now I know that you kind of inherited doc and I chose Django, but if he doesn't work for service work, we'll put him into IPO or, you know, we'll do some protection stuff with him, but he loves people. So I don't see that happening. Um, you know, like you've got to understand the breed and Nicole being a professional trainer. Uh, Kristen, I'm so glad you are on here. Do you have a link to your um, Etsy page? I know you don't have a lot of stuff on it, but that's that's Erebos's owner. She's just been on there, Erebos's owner. So Kristen Nichols there. Um, feel free to message her for biothane collars and leashes. So she made beautiful collars for the girls. And then um, we are trying out a prototype for hands-free. Karen tried it out at Animal Kingdom the other week. I used it. I really like it. Um, and it's white. It is like pure white. It's it's wedding white. So it's my wedding white leash um, to try out. And then uh, we're working on a prototype, different thing for the hands-free wheelchair leash because we need that as well. And um, I forgot to tell you, um, there are some modifications I'd like for that um, to make it easier. So she's, she's going to grab that link for Etsy for you guys and put it up there. Rebecca, if you have a link for Talus's trinkets too, feel free to put that up there. And, um, but yeah, th those are what I love. I love Biothai. Maddie says, I don't have any yet, but I eventually want a hands-free. Michelle says, anyone who gets a mouse is crazy. Yeah, 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 without a doubt. You know, so there's a reason I'm not breeding mouse and why I want to breed goldens and why I tell people to get a golden. Um, you know, because it has to be the right dog for the person, you know? Uh, and then two guys, I do have the online course. So, you know, I don't know who buys the online course, but they're going to get that help as well through that and hopefully seeing what, what the dog can do. There we go. Etsy shop. It's alpha canine apparel. So she has the link right there. Um, if you don't see what you want, just message her. Yeah, we're going to do purple. Oh, so I don't know if I told you, but you know, the um, school, the end of February, I told people we we're going to have hands-free leashes available. So if we can have some available for that, that would be really great. Um, and you know, it's going to benefit hope. Uh, Larissa makes soaps. Larissa, if you can, if you're still on here, hon, if you can put up your, your um, Etsy store, Larissa soaps are amazing. She's going to do a special scent just for hope. We're going to call it. It smells like hope. <laughs> because that's how I roll. Um, and so we'll have that available as well. So that'll be another fundraiser. So we do have some going guys, um, which are super awesome because we need them. We need to bring money in to pay for these dogs that we're getting and all their training and everything else. Um, Storm's a hound mix and she's my service dog, but I understand why it wouldn't be recommended to have a hound as one. They're stubborn but she loves it. And Maddie too, you also had the, um, the chocolate lab too, right? Um, and you know, then you're like, yeah, I see why people say what's the chocolate labs. Uh, Karen says, have you looked into registering hope with ADI? So what ADI is, is assistance dogs international. And if I'm not mistaken, and Karen, I know you have already been looking into it as we're talking here because that's how you roll. Um, Karen's actually the one that got the porta potty set up for the school at the end of February. Um, but we, uh, I think you need to have so many years, so many dogs placed and technically 
Um, while some, you know, I've trained the dogs. I haven't placed the place the dogs through Hope because it's newer. Um, so I don't know if how we'd go with that one, but I think you have to be around for so long, two or five years um, from one of you 501c3, and you need to have a couple um, people in the, or at least one person in the organization vouch for you. So I'm friends with some different people, but I don't know how many are in ADI, if any. And then it's it's quite a bit of money as well to join it, um, but then you're a member of ADI. Uh, Michelle says she's going to sign up for the online classes once she gets a new girl. And Maddie says, yeah, her lab is on crack. Yeah, <laughs> right? And we see that a lot with the chocolate labs, and everyone gets a chocolate lab. Everyone does. Now, um, we just have a new dog started, Persephone, and she is part golden and part lab. And she's all black with like a little white spot. She is just the sweetest dog. I cannot wait to see how she does because I've been wanting to work with a golden lab because now that the dogs are being bred through Hope as well, you know, we could try some different things and see what makes the best service dog too, which is really nice. Yeah, future accreditation program possibly. Yeah, and like I said, um, Karen, it, it might have changed, but we can get on and see what, um, you know, what their qualifications are. And Larissa added her soap. So why soap? Because you have to be clean for your dog to get the best scent possible. <laughs> and it's uh, luxury suds soap. Um, Kristen says she said mellow. I swear she seems drugged. <laughs> You're just used to your big old German Shepherd boy. Uh, and, and like I said, my, my first service dog, guys, was a Siberian Husky, okay? I've had two Malinois. Well, one Malinois, one Malinois in training. Like, I'm not saying all service dogs must be, but if you don't have dog experience, if this is your first service dog, make it easy on yourself. Totally make it easy on yourself. She also says her upstairs neighbor has a chocolate lab, right? And then Rebecca shared her Facebook slash tallow trinkets is her shop. Um, and she does vest, cape, leash wrap over the shoulder, over the collar bandana. Um, just the heat transfer lettering won't be able to be done until February. And then 10% for anyone who's part of the Dream Dogs team. Uh, Kristen says, Erebos is psycho, but I want to trade him for anything. He makes me smile and I need that at, in my bad times. So Erebos and Django and Finn, uh, Larissa's golden are all like the same age. They're all within two weeks of each other. So they all started around the same time and it's super. I love it because, you know, like we get to see how they do and, and how they're doing. And the guys, they go through weird periods. I'm not going to say at this time to this time they have fear periods because it changes for every dog, but they do go through weird, weird times. And, and that's okay. Um, you know, all growing up. And that's why most organizations don't place a service dog until they're two, okay? It's because they're usually a little calmer around one and then a lot calmer around two. But guess what? Dogs who go through our program who start at eight weeks old, by the time they're 10, 11, 12 months old, they're able to work as service dogs. Now, we understand that they're still puppies and they're still in training and that training will continue through life. But the fact that they are working for you at that age is, it's un unheard of, guys. It's absolutely amazing. And, you know, it's because we start them young and we know what we're doing. Uh, Nicole says, I'm looking to set up new frontier service dogs this year and trying to decide between LLC or nonprofit. Would love to chat sometimes about your experience and thoughts. Most definitely, Nicole, we can do that. So Dream Dogs is our LLC, and then our nonprofit is Hope. 
Um, they are different. And this is one thing that we've been questioning is, do we want to move all of the service dog clients over to Hope? Do we, you know, how, how do we want to do this? And um, with, uh, you know, I don't want all of the money going into Hope coming from us, you know, what we would charge for service dog stuff. But now, you know, it's going to Hope, but now Hope has like all of the money being paid to us, you know? But because of how we price things, um, you know, it, it'll, it should be easier to do fundraising through Hope. Um, and help. And I, I actually, honest to God, I have had people call up, are you a nonprofit? Whenever it was just dream dogs. Nope. I'm a for-profit LLC. And uh, nope. I only want to work with a nonprofit. You do understand nonprofits can charge, right? You know, so I, I let it go, but you know, my electric company is a nonprofit. The hospital that Karen works at is a nonprofit. Um, Red Cross is a nonprofit. Goodwill is a nonprofit. You go in and you pay for things at Goodwill, don't you? You know, so nonprofit doesn't mean free. It doesn't mean cheap. It just means that the money at the end of the day doesn't all go into my pockets. I can get paid for services I provide, you know, but the money isn't split between the shareholders. The money isn't split between the board. The money is invested back into the business. That's nonprofit. And then you have to have a board too. So an LLC, it was just me and now it's me and Rich for the LLC. So whenever it's all said and done, we split it up, but we decide on pricing too and how many dogs we take in. So um, Kristen says an idea for Larissa is bar soap for dogs. I used to get some for my dogs and I love not having little plastic bottles to throw away. And Larissa said she will absolutely do that. And Rebecca says she loves that idea too. And she purchased some and then same with paw balm. Do I have, we have some musher secret. And we have some hard lotion. I don't have a paw balm, but I bet I can find you some recipes, Larissa. Um, and she says her opinion would be less confusing for all the service dogs to go through hope. You still get paid and it's less confusing for people. So eventually I'd like to get there, you know, especially if we have fundraising that will cover, you know, to help people out with it. Like I said, my thought is if, if we pull in X amount of dollars for service dogs and that's what we need, it can't go into hope and then we get all the money from hope for that. Cause I don't think that's fair um, to anybody, to you who, you know, you put your time in, um, you know, Deb, Teresa, you know, everyone puts their time in and then we're the ones getting everything. So right now hope is for people who live in Florida or who can come down to Florida. If you look under hope training, we have an owner trained service dog program. Um, there is a price on it. And it includes group classes, semi-privates, one personal training session a month, uh, online course, and some others. Uh, and, you, you know, check it out. Check out Dream Dogs. We're also doing a new Dream Dogs website. Um, but, yeah, you know, it, it would be less confusing to have all the, the service dog through Hope. Um, and as Hope grows, hopefully we can push it all that way, too. Um, but, Yeah. And it makes it easier for me too, because I'm like, do I say hope or dream dogs? I've stuttered a few times just during this one because of it. And you should see me whenever I do the um, the videos, which I actually need to do more of. And Larissa's is the one who edited it, so she's the one who sees it. Uh, and this time too, I will make shorter videos and we could just link them together. Not shorter videos, but shorter clips to send to you because it took forever to send um, the ones over. Okay. 
Um, so you have a disability, now what? So think if a service dog can help you, do you want the attention a service dog will bring? Um, what breed do you have in mind? Have a breed in mind. Do not buy a breed until you talk to your professional trainer and sign up with them. Uh, tasks. What tasks do you need that would help you out immensely to what would be cool, but you don't really need it? Find a trainer. How do you find a trainer? Again, we've talked about this in videos, in podcasts, ad nauseum. Find a trainer who has service dog experience. Stop going to these trainers who don't know what the heck a service dog is and tells you, yeah, your biting chihuahua can totally be a mobility dog for you. Stop it. It's weird. Don't do that anymore. Um, go to a trainer who has a service dog that you see proof that they have a service dog that you see that out in public because then they understand what's going on. Okay. I think that is huge. That's a really big one. Um, you want that. And it doesn't matter where they live. We get clients from all over the country. We do video calls with them. It works out really good. We have a link for it. They get it. They schedule it. And we call them up. Uh, Rebecca does this. She's up in Minnesota. I'm in Florida. So she schedules the video calls and we call. Unless sometimes I forget and I'm going to blame it on brain fog. And, uh, and she calls me. <laughs> but it works. Oh, I do want to show you guys. One of these, um, it's from Four Legs for Pets. We got it at conference a few years ago. It is a keychain. This is fantastic as a tab um, for the dogs to learn to pick up keys. So this is what I was working on earlier with Django. My, and actually what happened is he got a kitchen towel. Him and Gypsy grabbed a kitchen towel and candy and they were all outside playing with the kitchen towel. And we noticed that they were outside playing with a kitchen towel. And I said, hey, you know, bring that to me. Django takes off with it, brings it into the house, goes to hand it to me and drops it. I said, oh, can you get that for me? He picks it up and he hands it to me. Yes. Like, do you know how I, I wanted it? We tried working it when he was younger and he wasn't getting it. Tried another time when he was younger, he wasn't getting it. So this time, like he, we've tried it. I think this is the third or fourth day of doing something like this and he's getting it. So I put it up and I took this keychain, which is just a loop, just a strap of webbing maybe maybe webbing i don't know what this is it's kind of shiny it's kind of smooth on a key ring okay it's about what what's this an inch by five inches and uh and i dropped it and he picked it up and he handed it to me and then i dropped it again so he picked it up and handed it to me and then i put it on the just i'm sitting at a table here so i put it beside me on the table and he picks it up and he gives it to me. <laughs> this was fantastic. Oh, I also wanted to mention, I got my giant old lady pill container yesterday with the four by seven. I also was looking at Walmart by the toiletry bags, by the cosmetic bags. And they had a huge, it was a men's bag, of course, a men's bag um, for toiletries. But it can fit my pulsometer that Larissa talked me into getting my glucometer, my blood pressure cuff. I tell you guys, I've got stuff along with all the meds except for the um, uh, the ampules of chromium, whatever it is that I have to add to water. because so I have to go through one box of those a day, but it can fit everything else because I've, I've had it and, and um, now we get to work with that as well. Um, so we'll probably make a tab for it. 
Um, even though it has a handle, I don't want him hurting him, you know, like ripping the handle off. I think it was $10. They had camo and black. I'm like, really, Walmart? Like, this is what women don't have stuff with that has to go in here, but it is beautiful. Um, and it's something, too, that we could always sew some patches on because we got sewing machine out. So we could sew some patches on it. So it's um, it's good for, for us, and we know what it is. But I was very, very happy to, to grab that yesterday. Um, and Rich is going through keys, apparently. Apparently, we have a bunch of keys and keychains, and he doesn't know what all the keys go for. But, Karen, are you still on? If you're still on, Karen, he found the keys to the white truck. He was looking for them. He was like, we have to, how do we get keys for a truck? How do we get keys made when we can't find them? I said, honey, they have to be here somewhere. You drove the truck here. He didn't know where they were. He didn't know where they were. He didn't know where they were. So he, we're at Disney. We're at Studios, Hollywood Studios. And he goes through the metal detector and he goes off and they wand him and they're like right here. And he pulls them out and he goes, it's the truck keys. So he found them. He had no idea that, because I told him, I said, what, what clothes have you been wearing? Did you check your pockets? I checked my pockets. They're not in the pockets. Uh, you know, so he found them. So that was super that he got those out. So he was going through all the keys because we have keys from our condo in Gainesville. We have keys from different jobs that he's had. He probably still has keys to his parents' house up in Wisconsin. And I don't know when the last time he was up there, but he doesn't need keys to it anymore, really. Um, so what I told him is while he's going through the keys to keep some of the keys that he, um, that he was going to throw away so we can put them on a key ring so we can practice retrieves on keys that if the dog takes it and runs outside, it's not a huge deal. Um, also, um, Kristen, if you're still on there, if we could maybe do some tabs with leftover um, and Rebecca too, any tab type of things on a key ring um, with leftover fabric or biothane for pool tabs and for um, like Loki doesn't care to pick up Deb's cane, um, but it would put a pool tab on it and it works. So pool tabs work out really nice. It gives the dog something better to hang on to, something more to hang on to. Okay. So super fun talks tonight. Um, and I'm done. Oh, one last thing I did want to tell you is how I'm going gluten-free. I just shared. There's a, it was so yummy, fantastic um, pizza crust. And you cook it, you top it, and you cook it for like 12 minutes. It was so good. It was from Char, S-C-H-A with the umlauts are Char, Char pizza crusts, which I got at Walmart. It was a two-pack for, I don't know, like $6. It was totally worth it. And I will be buying more of those because I really like pizza. And to get it gluten-free was really, really nice. Um, so, yay. Was just about to suggest that, right? Oh yeah, I started making those. Um, some fleece, yep. Yeah, so fleece would be good for it as well. And then we also do tugs out of fleece too. And then we could put a clip on the end so that we could add it to different things. So so yeah, I'll try to think of other things too that would help out because if we have kind of a one-stop shop for, um, and Michelle does tabs and paracord, yes. Yep, I have some tabs and paracord. And one thing, I don't know who was telling me, Maybe it was Deb. I don't know. Was that she likes having the paracord on it because then if she needs paracord, if she needs, you know, an emergency leash, she has the paracord too. So yeah, no, Michelle, that's awesome. 
So yeah, if anyone does paracording and they live around here and they want some paracord to use up for hope, I've got some. And if not, I will totally buy you purple. Um, but anyway, that is it for tonight, guys. Have a disability now. What? Action plan. A whole bunch of tangents and rabbit holes, which is part of the fun of doing it, um, which is super nice. Um, but I have to go because I told you I was feeling great all day and I'm not right now. So I'm going to go and um, take a headache pill too and get the dogs fed and worked for dinner tonight. Yay. Um, I hope you guys have an amazing week. I have written down here to look at the t-shirts. If you have any t-shirt ideas on what we could print on t-shirts that people would want to buy um, to support hope, let me know. Um, it can't be too snarky because we want to be a good nonprofit, not a naughty nonprofit. Um, and then find the exit and find the car. Okay. I will, I got those written down to add to my list. So I will see you guys have a fantastic week and keep an eye on the hope service dogs, Facebook and my Facebook. Cause we do have some, uh, some awesome fundraisers. We have the shawl tomorrow. We have the, um, the paintings going on right now. And then we have uh, Larissa's soaps are going to be available. We're going to have leashes available. We're going to have a whole flipping store pretty soon. It's going to be fantastic. And you can get on and just donate. Oh, Amazon. Every single one of you I know is on Amazon because everyone's on Amazon because it's awesome. Uh, go to smile.amazon.com. I think it is. It's smile with Amazon. And you can do... Um, Hope Service Dogs in Sumterville, Florida, and choose that as your charity, then every time you go to Amazon, you need to make sure that you go to the Smile one and a portion of your proceeds goes to Hope. So it's an easy way you can help Hope without changing anything that you're doing except for instead of going to Amazon.com, you go to Smile. And Larissa says here, please buy a painting. It helps us and you get a beautiful painting of your dog. Yes. Guys, those paintings are awesome. They are so gorgeous. And um, so my sister has a parrot. She has like five dogs, but she has this parrot, um, Furby. It's a, a cockatoo. So I'm going to get an awesome picture of Furby and ask her to paint it because I had done one for her last year. Uh, so we can get a whole bunch of Furby paintings up at her house. And that's going to be her Christmas present. And I'm going to get it in January. So I'll be all set. Actually, it might be her birthday present because her birthday is in April. Um, but yeah, please do the paintings too, guys. Really, $75 for a 16 by 20 inch painting is a steal. And out of that, you know, money comes to us too. So, you know, she's extremely generous with this. Um, and, you know, I'm so, so, so excited. So happy. She does other pets. Yeah, she just did, what was that? Like a giraffe and a koala? Like, how cool is that? Um, and they're gorgeous. Um, perfect. So, uh if you guys have any, like I said, any fundraising ideas, any neat t-shirt saying ideas that we can do, um, let me know. And you can message me for that or message Hope or message Dream Dogs. Anyway, it gets to me. It doesn't matter. So I will see you guys. Um, if you do group, we are doing group this Saturday. So I will see you Saturday. And if you're doing group this Saturday and you have a service dog, we're actually going to do a photo shoot a little bit early. If you want your dog to be featured on the um, the Hope website because I still trained them. Okay. See you then. 930 is the photo shoot. 10 o'clock is group class on Saturday. Bye guys. Don't forget to give us that five star rating for our podcast. Subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any episodes and be sure to tell your friends.